up, everybody? Hey, welcome back to another awesome uh, Real Estate Uncensored. We got a special edition today. Uh, we don't have one guest. We don't have two guests. We have three guests are on the show. We have Ryan and Monica Shea out of Denver, Colorado. Well, not Denver. Sorry. Out of Colorado, but more Colorado, like the, more like the spring, right? Uh, Colorado Springs. Phenomenal husband and wife team. Uh, and they have, they've created something that's so unique, so interesting that we're going to talk about what they're doing um, kind of uh, with a new program that they built and how they're how they're building emotional connections with their clients. And even Monica was talking about, well, she'll tell the story in a little bit about how she changed a tweak in her listing presentation just from learning kind of some of these principles. But uh, first and foremost, we have the evil bald ninja, Mr. Gene Volpe, I don't like to promote myself, is on the show. How are you, buddy? First and foremost is right, but I take offense to the fact that I'm a guest. Okay, you are I'm not a guest. Yeah, you're kind of past a guest, right? Yeah, you're definitely I, past I a think... guest. You're, de you're definitely got. You're, you're our third co-host, so 100. Listen, you treat me off air like I'm past the guest. So, <laughs> on air, I'd like to be treated the same way, or maybe I wouldn't want to be treated the same way. I don't know. Greg, how well, are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this show. Um, you know, and the thing I really look for the most, most of you guys don't know and don't care about this, but I coached Ryan for a year, year and a half. Um, and I try to get this man on video and I finally done it. He is on video. He's Wiley. He is, he is. And so, you know, Monica, I want you to introduce you. This is kind of your brainchild. So Monica and Ryan, welcome to the show. Guys, tell me a little bit about kind of who you are, where you're from, what you've been doing and how this came to fruition. Monica. Well, we're in Colorado Springs, mm -hmm. about an hour south of Denver. Um, we're a small team, so it's Ryan and I and our assistant. Um, we're at the Platinum Group Realtors, so we're an independent um, brokerage. Mm -hmm. We love what we do. Ryan can talk about his background a little bit. Not real estate, not no. business or corporate. Yeah, you, Ryan, you did something much different than than real estate before you got into it. Uh, so, what did you do prior to real estate? Well, I, I uh, was in healthcare, so I I uh, went to school for uh, sports science, wellness program management, and then uh, ended up in cardiac rehab. So, I used to do cardiac rehab as a therapist, and then after that, I worked in the ER for a while as an EMT, um, and then I got my RN. So, I've been a cardiac, basically a cardiac nurse, and all different cardiac stuff, cath lab, ICU, um, up until, uh, what, five years ago, which is crazy to say. But, uh, yeah, I haven't stepped in the hallowed halls of a hospital in about five years and met Monica like six and a half years ago. She was doing her thing in real estate and whatnot, and then I was kind of helping her. I was kind of phasing out nursing just because it became less about uh, the patient and more about the hospital and productivity and all that and computers and charting and all that. And I love the bedside, you know, I love just being about the patients. So um, it kind of took me out of it. So I was phasing out um, nursing and I was just kind of helping her on the side. And I was just, I don't know, just weird how it kind of phased out and um, ended up getting my license and now we work together. So it's been a great, it's been a great, great. system that we, great team. Good. Yeah. So the interesting thing that we're going to talk about today, and it's talking about how to um, how to do customer service the Disney way, how to uniquely change the way that you're perceived by the clients, and how to connect those emotional connections with them. Gene, you attended their first event, and guys, this is going to be a little bit of a different show. Uh, Gene was on ground, so he's going to have more of a real world knowledge. Though so Gene, 
Uh, I want you to kind of take it away for a little bit here and just kind of let's get into this. Let's figure out you know, why this is such an important thing that every real estate agent really needs to wrap their head around and why Disney is so powerful when it comes to all of us knowing who they are. We all know what they're about um, and how that can impact our business. So, Gene, let it roll from here. Yeah, so before I get into that, I just want to say something. I've known Monica and Ryan for for about a year now, and one of them is one of my favorite people on the planet. The other one is a New England Patriots fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guess. I'll let you guess which is which. Um, of course, Ryan, you know you know that I'm kidding. We had a you and I, I think had some had a little bit of fun down there in Epcot Center, right? Was, was oh yeah, one of my favorite times down there. President kick us out, but yeah, no, we did we good. <laughs> hey, we couldn't find any security guys, so <laughs> we couldn't find any security guys. We should actually get into that at some point because there were some there were some aha moments there. But bef- but first, Monica came to me in I guess it was January, right? And you, when you had the idea, is that about when it was? January is when we launched Agent of Excellence publicly. Agent of Excellence is the group that sponsors the training at Disney for real estate. We're a real estate group um, to help our agents um, really excel in what they do. And we want to raise the standard of service in the real estate industry. There are a lot of negative stereotypes out there about what realtors are and what real estate pros do and should be doing. definitely could be doing a lot more. So that's kind of what Agent of Excellence is about. Agent of Excellence sponsors this conference in Disney World that they're talking about. Um, It's a three and a half day conference with Disney at Disney, behind the scenes at Disney to see what exactly they do to engage their guests, their customers, um, so that they happily hand over their money to Disney and say, please let me be a customer. So I want to I want to stop you real quick right there because uh, just going back so like uh, to finish the thought process the first thing was when you came to me and said that you had this idea a lot of people come to me with ideas and ninety eight percent of them I'm like oh you know that could work but when you told me about this teaming up and working with and all this other stuff and bringing in the Disney Institute I was like yeah that's a good idea I just knew because of how fanatical Disney fans are right I just we're not you bring it to the real you're nuts. You are. You are. I'm a, I'm a Disney fan. Like, let's be straight. I've been there, I don't know, eight or nine times with the kids, without the kids, me and my wife when we were younger. I was there as a kid with my family. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But I don't need to be a Disney vacation club owner. I'm, I'm not, you know, if I go every four years, I'm okay with it. You know, I, th- I think it's great. Um, but I was really looking forward to this. And the, I'm just going to tell you, as a, as a four-year-old mentally, the first thing I was excited <laughs> about was you said – underground right so can we can we talk a little bit about what that looks like first to get people engaged and then i want to get into some of the aspects of the training that we can apply to the real estate world yeah so you mean like in the conference what we do um we go we really do go behind the scenes for three days with disney institute to learn what their systems are so that they consistently deliver exceptional service to their clients and there I mean what other business should be doing that providing consistent exceptional service in real estate because we sell ourselves we you can be the best agent in the world in terms of like writing contracts and knowing title objections and you know whatever but if you can't engage a client you might get them to the closing table but they'll never be back and 
No one's going to have fun doing it. You know what? I want to engage them. Break down a little bit in regards to a story you told off air right before we came on here about something you did, like a, a small little tweak you did in your last leasing presentation. And we never we never heard how it went, but I want to tell us what you did and how and how just menial it is. But what how what was the impact that on on the parents when you did this? Yeah, so like when you go to for the Disney people out there, when you go to Disney, you see that they engage every customer, every guest that they have, and even little kids. They'll if a cast member comes up to a family, they'll get down at kid level. There are things written all around the parks kind of at kid eye level so that whether you're the grown up paying for it or the kid experiencing it, everyone's engaged in the family. And I thought like, we should be doing that. So, yeah, I was at a listing appointment and the little the little, two little girls were running around and they happen to be a Disney family, which is funny because I walked in and they had Frozen playing and they had like Disney ornaments on their Christmas tree that was up. Um, so I was like, you guys are my people for sure. <laughs> but I got down and talked to the kids. Like I bent down and, you know, they, little kids always want to show you everything in the house. So, you know, they were trying to bring everything over. Um, we actually have a kid contract that we use for our sellers that have small children. And it's uh, kind of inspired by Disney. And it says that we know moving is a big deal for everyone in the family, and we want to make sure we're there for everyone. I can't remember what it says. It's something more clever than that. Um, and then on the other side, it says that if the kids agree to, like, keep their rooms clean and help mom and dad with showings, that sort of thing, and they sign it, that we will give um, them a $25 Disney gift card at closing. So hmm. we try to engage the you know, everyone in the family. I know as a mom, when someone is sweet to one of my kids, like I totally eat it up. And that's a little bit of the idea behind it. Like we want the parents to know that we really do care about everyone in the family. It's hard. It's no, hard it, moving it, with kids. It, it is hard. And, you know, people, a lot of people ask me what I do for a living. And I got tired of saying, I'm a real, I'm a real estate agent. So I tell them I stress people out and I put them in debt. And that's kind of what we do on a consistent basis. Um, and it's and it's a unique difference, twist and shift to see that one, the kid contract and two, getting just the simple act of getting down to the kid's level, having a yeah. conversation with them at eyeball to eyeball. So they're not tilting their heads straight up and jamming their neck, but you, they feel included in the in the process. And I, I didn't know about the little writings of all around the actual Disney you know world or whatever mm -hmm. with a kid eye level. I'm going to go next time I'm there, I'll make a conscious effort to look at it. But it's those simple, simple little tweaks. And I know that Gene was, you know, when we, when you guys had just come back from that, Gene had come on the show and he was like a kid on Christmas. He was just bubbling over with excitement about it. And I, and I was actually really excited to, to kind of get more in depth on this stuff. And I'd love to get into it a little bit with you guys. And Ryan, I want to take, get to talk to you a little bit about this. Um, what was something that you pulled out of this event that really impacted you and that you've been putting into your business? And it can be big or can be big, be small. It doesn't really matter. But it's, it's unique to see different per perspectives, male, female, mom, dad, you know, veteran agent, new agent, all these different things. But one tip equals one tip. So you can anything, anything would work. So what was the one thing that really kind of took away? Um, I think just the whole. Um, just the whole concept of the Disney, you really see it. And the whole purpose is you can't just bring this back to your company and teach this because people say, hey, what can you guys teach it to our uh, company? You know, can you teach it to the other realtors? It's like it's not about that. 
um, it, we don't teach it. It's taught by Disney Institute. So it's taught by them. And then um, Gene brought it all together as in for real estate and Monica also. But you just have to be there because you, every day you're, you're going into the park and you're seeing it. You're seeing, you know, every trash can has a cover on it clean because Walt Disney hated being, hated parks, hated, uh, you know, trash being around and stuff. Just like simple things like that is just attention to detail, you know, um, just, you know, people are guests, you know, our customers, our clients are guests. They're not our customers or our clients. You know, it's so businesslike. Uh, just some of the wording, um, you know, your customers or your clients should feel a certain way. You, you want to, you know, you want to make them feel the experience that you're going to have. Um, and, you know, like, you know, agent of excellence is, you know, a great, you know, it's such a great, um, it's such a great uh, word or, you know, trying to describe who, who are these agents of excellence? Why are they excellent? Well, um, you know, if you're a premium agent and you're, you're providing the customer service, you know, your customers or clients or other people are going to want you to be their realtor because you provide that excellent, excellent customer service. And it's about how you make them feel, not about, you know, you know, the transaction or the numbers or showing a house. It's like, how'd you make them feel in that house? You know, um, how'd, how'd you make the, that house feel like a home? Um, just some of those things that to bring back, um, you know, basically how, how can we make it better? You know, how can we make our experience better? And one of the things was like touch points was a big thing. Like, um, you know, you get green is good, yellow's caution and red is like not so good. And the touch points along a whole entire transaction and for me, I'm not part of the transactional process. I'm not part of all the paperwork and all that. Like the way we run our business and is me, I'm the, I'm the first person that usually calls them or meets them or calls them about their house or, hey, do you, are you looking to make a move or you're looking mm -hmm. to sell or whatever it may be. So I'm usually the first person. So it just starts with a natural conversation. And it's not about like, hey, you know, you know what price range are you looking at? I want to sell you a house. It's about you know, what are you guys doing? What does this make sense to you, you know, financially? And um, it's just not salesy at all. Um, it's not transactional. I mean, it's all about relationships and building that, building that. And it just made me feel more, we need to step our, our game and we always have been, but it's just made me more, you know, doing more Popeyes. And, you know, we, we, we have a ton of um, client events that we do and we, we already love on our clients a ton with our marketing and everything, but it just makes us step up our game because it's, it's all about how, how you make them feel. And for me as a nurse, it's been pretty easy just to bring that concept to, um, to real estate instead of, you know, I tell people all the time, instead of patients, you're taking care of your clients. Um, so. Interesting. Yeah, I, like I, I, I want to just all of those kind of things, just in a customer service is such a broad term, but uh, I think it's just, you know, how are you making people feel, you know, how, and not being yeah. salesy. And it's almost like, not about money at all. It's just about, I could care less about the money. And for our business, I don't look at the numbers. I don't look at whatever. Yeah, we do a great production. I, I, I always remember the people by the house or, you know, their last name. I always, sometimes I'll forget their first name or whatever, but I totally remember every experience about the house and, you know, the smiles or the jokes that we shared. So. Yeah. And listen, what... I want to, I want to stop you there for a second because I think there's some, <clears throat> there's a path we can go down with, with the whole touch points thing. And, I last so last night I went to this thing. There's a there's a caterer around my area that does. <laughs> the name of the caterer is Luigi and Giovanni. 
Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're giggling already, right? So, so last night was they have this men's Italian night. Go figure by Luigi and Giovanni, and and I go with it's like once a month every Thursday, every third Thursday, and a bunch of guys that are fathers at my kids' school get together, and we were up there, and one of the guys that was there that I didn't really know real well, I was talking to him, and he says, "What do you do?" I said, "I'm in marketing." I'm like, "What do you do?" Well, he works in the front office for the Phillies, the Philadelphia Phillies baseball team. So I start asking him these questions, you know, and I'm like, so what do you do? And he's like, well, listen, there's about 1,500 different touch points when you come out to the park. And I said, whoa, 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 slow your roll for a second. And he goes, what? I said, why did you just say touch points? He's like, that's what we implement. We have touch points in our business. I'm like, have you been hmm. to the Disney Institute? He's like, yeah, like three or four times. Why? Oh, and I said, because you typically <laughs> wow. don't hear something like that in your everyday conversation, right? Like, it was a term that they used, and I kind of want to go into it a little bit because I think from a real estate agent's perspective and the people that are listening to this, <clears throat> if they took away one semblance of what we learned from that aspect of the way Disney treats you, because, Ryan, like you just said, it's a, it's about, it's about how you feel when you leave, right? And he was saying to me, he goes, you know, customers all is not always right, but they're always the customer. And he was saying, you know, in a in a baseball in a baseball uh, year, there's 162 games. So if the Phillies are really good and they win 100 games, there's 62 times that the people that are at the stadium are probably aren't happy. So they're looking for reasons for for them for to complain about the experience. So it's up to the people servicing them at the baseball stadium to make sure that when they leave, they can't say anything bad, even though the team lost. So in a real estate transaction, and Ryan, you were talking about like the green, the red, and the yellow, what they showed us was, and then Monica, I think I would love for you to dive in this a little deeper, but what they showed us was figure out an aspect of your business and draw the process out on paper. So Ryan makes the first call, and actually we pulled it all the way out from the web. So pretend like you're, where does your lead come from? It's from your website. Does your website look the right way? Every single piece of your transaction from Gathering the lead to massaging the lead to closing, there's multiple touch points in there, right? And you have to figure out, I think for me, a big takeaway was, how do we say where the touch points exist? And Monica, do you remember when we were doing the, the roundtable discussion and everybody was like, we started to talk about touch points for a specific process. And the process wasn't really big. It was a small process. But we got three yeah. minutes into it and realized, oh, my God, there's going to be 450 touch points. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And the, it and is a rabbit hole. And it, big time. And the instructor said, good, that's what we wanted you to see, right? Because hmm. do, do yeah. you remember the story about the parking lot? Yeah, totally. Can you share awesome. that? Yeah. So when you start going, so one exercise we did with Disney Institute was looking at the parking process and all the touch points there. And so then you start looking, well, okay, you're pulling into the lot and what are all the touch points there? So like, when you first drive in, like, what does it look like? And when you encounter the parking guy that, you know, collects your money and all of that. But every little step then funneled into, like, 10 more steps. So because you're looking at what does it look like, sound like, you know, feel like, what do you hear? I mean, there's such a level of detail. I think the biggest thing that Ryan was kind of getting to also is, you learn all this stuff, it's hard to come back and relay, like sure we can relay tools, specific tools, but it's such a mindset shift. Like we do really, we do well in our business. We're very hands-on and we love on our clients a lot, but holy crap, you go and you're like, wow, there is so much more I could be doing. Like I'm just skimming the surface. 
Um, what would be, you know, the, what, would, would be, what would be one thing you would do more or, or, or are you going to be doing more? It's a good question. You know, the, that you're like, oh, shit, I could do blank more often. What, what's just one thing that pops in your head first thing? I think it's just awareness. I'm more on the transactional side. Ryan's more on cultivating um, and lead generation side. But for my part of the business, it's more consistent engagement. So like for the touch point map that I applied that to like our buyer under contract process and our seller under contract process, which has so many levels, but I realized I wasn't consistently engaging with the clients um, through the whole time period. It was really just when I needed something. So for like um, buyers, once the uh, inspection's done, you kind of lay low for a while. And for here, it's even a couple of weeks while you're maybe waiting for the appraisal back or whatever, but they weren't really hearing from me enough and I don't need anything from them. They don't need anything from me. They're working on their loan stuff, but you lose all that warm and fuzzy and that engagement and momentum kind of in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's closing and you kind of show up and you're like, Oh, how's it been for two weeks? Like you're all hot and heavy <laughs> during the house hunting process. And then like, where'd you go? Oh, oh, so you again. That, you're still here. Oh, hi. Uh, you're Monica, right? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, I've been here behind the scenes kind of monitoring. Um, but they don't know that. And they don't they don't know what we do. And so that was a big aha for me. And something I've been a lot more consistent with is and just aware of like that mindset mm -hmm. shift of checking in with them, whether I send them. Um, you told me a, a long time ago about Bonjoro, Greg. Yeah. I love it. It's way cheaper than Bomb Bomb. Way cheaper. Super. It's easy. You can do it right off yeah. of your phone. Just yeah. hit and go. It's awesome. Yeah, and you can just send a quick little video um, email. So if you only have a minute and you're like, oh, these these guys are talkers. I don't have twenty minutes. <laughs> you just you can just you know the the question is like, do I not call because I don't have time, or do I call and then be rude and cut them off? So Bonjoro is super cool because you can just send them a video email, but even just a quick text, a message on Facebook, whatever, just to say, hey, I don't need anything from you, but I want to check in. Is there anything you need help with? Right. I mean, I do that a lot, kind of through several times throughout the process, and it really is sincere. I really am just checking in with them. If there's something they need help with, I'd love to know so I yeah. can help out. I'm not going to pack boxes, but... I can. Well, those, I think it's I think it's funny how that that all correlates in any kind of customer service. It's the old "What have you done for me lately?" theory, right? Like you could be yeah. killing it, and and I also combine that with a theory that I call the Dana theory, and Dana's my wife, and that that what that is is that if she doesn't see it happen, well then it must not have occurred. So like when she's at work for twelve hours, she thinks I'm sitting around drinking margaritas. Like it's not like, you know what I mean? You know, like are you? you know, some days, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Thank you very much. But like in that tr in the touch point and transaction process, like you were talking yeah. about, you could really be working hard behind the scenes. And we talked a little bit about this when we were down there. But if if there is a three week delay because there's really nothing you need and you're just waiting to close, they're like. You know, she was really hot and heavy on the trail when they wanted the commission, and now I don't hear from her. And just by doing that bonjour or one-time video or once a week, just like, hey, like something stupid, right? You're scheduled to go to closing on next Thursday. Please don't buy any new furniture on a credit card until then. Okay, we'll see you then. 
it's you being in their face in that interim, that time period is like, oh, that Monica, she's funny. That's great. I'm excited about our closing in two weeks. You didn't do anything, but because you hit that touch point, you didn't go away either, which is a big deal. Yeah. And you can systematize a lot of that. I really don't. Um, I mean, even like our busiest months, like 10 to 12 mm -hmm. closings a month, it just, I mean, that's a lot of, hey, how's it going? Do you need help with anything? And that's a lot of behind the scenes running, like the, you know, the duck on the water, but the feet are going really fast. It's a lot of that. It, I know that I, I don't know, maybe we should systematize it a little bit more where they automatically get an email that says something, but I'm always afraid of it not being sincere or personal. Cause if I happen to talk to them the day before, cause they called, and are like, oh, hey, you know, can you, I don't know, we need boxes or whatever. And then some kind of generic email goes out the next day that says, like, oh, if you need, hope you're doing great. They're like, okay, that, that was set up and staged. So I'm always kind of a little reluctant to make that too automated. Um, that's, but I try to keep it sincere and kind of on the fly. I can manage it. And I think, I think. You, I mean, you may, you definitely make a good point because there is there's something to be said about like, if you send me 50 canned emails, the first three I'm going to be like, cool. The fourth I'm going to be like, all right, this is like, I, there's no there's no personal touch here, right? So yeah, it's just it's the next 36 or 46 I'm just going to kind of ignore. But if you do a couple of those automated and then you throw in the written card and the phone call and the personal video text and the invite to your movie theater because you're doing the screening of The Lion King with your clients. Like there's a lot of that that you can spread out over a three month period that yeah. keeps it personal and that will I think in the marketing business will allow people to more likely take your flyer that you mailed them what they normally would throw out but then give it a second look and say these these guys are awesome like because the, I just went to the Lion King two weeks and they gave us popcorn and we watched the movie and now they're sending me this I'm gonna stick this up on my counter as opposed to throwing it away right you feel guilty yeah. almost so. Automation is important, but if it's the only thing you're doing, I think you're losing a little bit. Yeah, and we do automate that. So, like, post-closing follow-up marketing, that is pretty automated. But the transactional stuff is um, spontaneous. Like, that's just yeah. kind of as needed. Yeah. So, when, with, with the people that attended, I know that there was a wide range, and it wasn't just for the – brand new agents or the veteran agents, you had, the, you had everything in there. You had a top producer and you had some 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 people that were kind of just, just getting into the business. And I think they all, including, you know, I know Gene did, and I know Ryan and Monica, you guys did too probably, but you guys probably walked out of there with an aha takeaway. And do you think it was the same for everybody? Or do you think that there was um, a, a, a common theme for everyone? Or do you think everybody got their own little touch point? Well, I mean, now you guys got me saying touch points. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone has a, Keep it clean. Has a Keep it clean. You gotta send Disney a check for a dollar every time you say touch point. <laughs> I'm screwed. Uh, <laughs> but you know something, I want, Gene. I want to let's let's dive in a little bit. Kind of what was your takeaways, and let's let's really kind of get a conversation going here for the next probably 15, 20 minutes in regards to what you what, what you walked away and what you put into your business as well. So because the folks that are listening, I want to make sure. That they they're like yeah this is all great but what the fuck guys I mean give me something I can put in my business right now right what's something that, that mm -hmm. I mean getting down to one knee one that's a good thing you know get down to the kid level uh, you know Gene shaves and bathes daily now so that's the second <laughs> thing 
Um, se- semi, semi. Se- uh, watch, you know, sponge baths. We're, we're working up to the real bath. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, um, where'd you pause and pull, pull out of it? Oh, man. I, listen, I, I had a lot. I got, um, I'm trying to think here where I wrote this stuff down because I had a brain dump on the, on the plane on the way home. And like, there was a couple really things that really hit me in the face. And the first thing that really hit me in the face was every, they talked about stuff that they do in their business. Disney did. Every day. And it's a lot of things that are subconscious. So, like, while you don't know it's happening, you sort of feel it, right? So, like, there's like the Ryan said it, the trash can lids was a big deal. So they said, when you go to Disney, one of the things you never really notice is trash on the ground. They're very good at picking stuff up. So he asked us a couple of questions. How do you think they did that? Well, they created these trash cans and spent extra money on these trash cans to have them covered. And then they did research that told them that humans will – pace up to about 30 steps before they litter. And so what they did was they put trash cans 24 paces apart from each other. So, <laughs> so think, but so here's the thing. And here's the other one that really blew my mind. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to integrate this into my home life. Cause I'm always in trouble for this, but we go into the park <laughs> and they have these strips of lights. Right. And he goes, just think about Magic Kingdom. How many lights do you think there are there? Like, there's got to be millions of lights, right? I, I forget what the number was, but I feel like he said 88,000 or something. I don't know. Mm. But he goes, have you ever noticed that that nobody's ever changing lights? And everybody was like, yeah, when you're here, you don't really ever see any. He goes, so think about w- what it takes to change a, a light bulb. A light bulb goes out, and light bulbs are – he goes, they're always on in Disney World, right? There's a couple times where some some will go. They'll have, a, a you know, one that's defunct or been bad – and it'll go bad. But for the most part, they're always on. And he said, think about what it takes. you got to go get one of those ladders, you know, that moves two miles an hour. The, the um, what do you call those things? The rig, you know, the automatic know thing that goes up. You yeah, know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. So, so a light goes out. you got to get a guy in. The guy goes out. And it's in the way. It's a big orange thing in the way. So what he said what they do is they put a bunch of lights on a strip. They know how long those lights on the strip are supposed to last. They do a math calculation for about 85%, and they just proactively replace all the lights at 85% of their lifespan after hours. <laughs> so like, yeah. so think about that. So there's never lights out. The guests don't see the lights being changed, and, you, and you're, you're probably saving millions of dollars a year because somebody doesn't have to go out 57 times on some device, right? But mm. my big takeaway from all those things was this. I kept going like this. Jesus, it's like these changes that they make – there hasn't been anything that they've said through that course where I'm like, I can't do that in my business. It was such simple little touches that anybody can do it across any business at any time. Like, I thought when I got there, it was going to be, well, of course, Disney has $80 billion a year, right? So, of course, they can do X, Y, and Z. There wasn't anything in there that they did where I was like, like, I could do that in my own home. I could figure out the lifespan of my bulbs and proactively replace my living room light bulbs at 85%, right? Yeah. So it was the simplicity of the actions that they took for me was mind blowing because you, and the other thing he always said too, which was great. He was, he said to us, name, tell me who our competition is. Remember Mm. that statement? And people were like mulling around and, and people were like great adventure. And he's like, get out of here. You know, like, and he's the people are naming these little parks and he's like, no. And he goes, we don't have any competition because we can't afford to have any competition. And that Mm. like, blew me away a little bit too. So they do everything they can to stay so far above and beyond everything else that you don't, Disney becomes a verb. It's not, it any, it's not a place anymore. It's a, it's a way of life for a lot of people. And that happens because of 
how far they set themselves apart. Well, it also goes down. I read a Disney book years ago. Um, I forget the name of it, uh, but it was it was basically talking about what you guys are talking about right now. With the CEO at the time, and I actually got to hear him speak at a real estate conference a number of years ago down in L.A., and it was very interesting because uh, he told a story about when he was at the park, right? And he, he saw um, uh, a little kid, and he also saw a piece of trash. And so what did he do? He went right over, grabbed the trash, put it in the garbage. The little kid comes up and goes, hey, mister, what, what's your job here? And the, obviously he was suited up and everything. He's like, I'm the janitor. And then when, you know, his, his people came back, they was walking with, they're like, dude, you're the freaking CEO. Like, what are you telling them that you're the, you're the janitor? He's like, I don't know how many people, like 10,000 people work or 100,000 people work for Disney. He's like, because we have 100,000 janitors. We all do every job. And I think in a lot of times in real estate, we get all high and mighty and hoity-toity and all blue blood and shit when we do a couple of deals here and there, we forget that we've got all have to do every job. We've got to be able to do every job, like a Navy SEAL team. Everyone can do this, exactly the same thing everyone else can do, but you're specialized in certain vertical, verticals, like Monica and Ryan. You guys could each independently go out and do real estate on your own, but you're better together. But you have to remember if one is lacking or slacking at some other point, you can do that job. You work as one unit. Um, and I've seen a lot of agents that get really uppity about how much production they have and they lose touch with the average person. I was telling a story the other day about the fact that this is this is like 15 years ago, but this agent up in the in uh, Washington, very big producer, great guy, know him well. He rolled up to like a, a smaller listing. I think it was like a hundred or $200,000 listing appointment, right, for his marketplace. And he rolled up in his brand new S550 tricked out. And the owner just comes out on the porch, goes, no, 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 bro, no. <laughs> it obviously appears you're doing just fine. You don't, don't need my listing. I'm going to hire someone that's more like me. And he went down to it and got himself a Chevy Suburban at that point, never looked back. But, I mean, it sounds like this stuff is helping people become human and to, rem to get back to that emotional level of what it's like to buy and sell. Because that shit is fucking stressful. Like, it freaks people out and we forget about it. We do it every day. It's just another number. It's another house. It's another deal. Right. And it's hard that, to um... do that like consistently. Mm -hmm. Another thing I was just looking at our little, like our workbook that we got during the conference. One thing they talked about Gene and Ryan, you'll remember this is when you have the goal in mind or when you have the processes in place. So like you want to consistently provide exceptional service and the results will happen just because you're paying attention to the details. So just worry yeah. about the details and the results will happen. So Disney worries about, you know, all the details to provide a consistent guest experience, knowing the guests are going to come. Like they just need to do what they're supposed to do for us. Like we know what we need to do. We have to make the calls. We have to stay in front of them. We have to stay top of mind. We have to give a shit and care mm -hmm. and show up. And we know that the business and referrals come as a result. You know, the funny thing is, is that for the 47 years my dad's been in, a, in the real estate, for 47 years, he has dropped off these boxes of candy at Christmas, the $7 box of candy. I think he just likes to eat half the boxes of candy. That's why he orders the, the C's. But uh, he, people, when he shows up with a box of C's candy, and drops it off to him personally and has a conversation with them. That emotional you know, connection that he makes with those folks is more powerful than 
a thousand gift cards. And the reason why is because he shows up, gives them something that they like, and they remember, and they look and wait for him to show up in during the holiday season. And he, we will get phone calls. Hi, um, did uh, did we not make it on the list this year? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, we haven't seen Terry with the to the candies yet. Oh no, no, you're on the list. He's going to be doing. <laughs> Terry, get your ass over there. You know, <laughs> but it's that connection. And it's truly yeah. an important thing for, for folks to really uh, get down. I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like, shit, man, I got to do a better job of this. <laughs> and um, it's really not just throwing money at clients. No. Like Disney's the same way. They're a business and they're there to make money. Like they don't make bones about it. Just like we are. I mean, we're not a nonprofit. We're here to make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to do really, you know, be really good at it. And it's so much more meaningful if you actually care and do a good job and your clients appreciate it. Like it makes it a lot more rewarding. And that's a lot more on Ryan's realm, um, like with routinely going by and visiting and doing pop buys and calling and checking in. So he gets the like the rewards of that personally from having that connection with our clients. Ryan, talk to me a little bit about that. Talk to me a little bit about your your the the connection when you're meeting with folks and I know Monica doesn't see this all the time, but you do. And, you know, when you sit there and, and, and you're like, you know, I took an extra couple of minutes to talk with this person or an extra 30 minutes to, to, to you know, you know, hear someone talk about whatever. How does that affect you? Does it make you want to keep wanting to show up every time where you're like, eh, forget about it. That's just Bob and Sarah. You know, they'll come back to us next time they need it. I mean, t- tell me a little bit about that. I think just... Um... That's kind of like my, when everyone says, oh, what's your why? Like, what's your, what do you do? And why do you do this business? And, you know, oh my gosh, you were a nurse and healthcare and all that. And like, you're in real estate, like you're a realtor. What the hell are you doing? Uh, um, so for me, that's my why is that like, I do like to show people. I like the interactive part. Um, I like, you know, door knocking. I like, it's like some people think of it as like, oh, you're knocking on doors, you're ringing doorbells. It's like, no, I'm talking to people. I'm having interactions and you know, I'm making people laugh and I'm having, it just comes natural to me for some people. It's just not for them. They can't, they, they're afraid to go to the door. They don't know what to say or whatever. Like if I'm walking to the door and I see something funny in the, in the, in the yard, I'll bring it up. You know, it's just, it's just a natural thing for me. I guess that's normal um, to make it fun, but that's my why is making people laugh, having fun. Like this business should be fun. It's not about like, Hey, you guys looking to sell this house down the street? We just sold for, you know, 200,000. You guys should think of selling. Um, or are you making a move? And a lot of it for me is always thinking of my wording for people. Like, um, in every call, it's an, it's a, it's an opportunity. It's a, it's a, you know, it's not a sale. It's like, Hey, they might, they might sell now. They might sell in five years. I don't, I don't care because I'm not that way. I don't. It's not about whether it's a $50,000 house or a $5 million house. It doesn't matter. We don't treat them any different. They don't get any, any, anything else from us, anything different. Um, they're invited to everything we do. Um, but I don't know. To answer your question, I, it's just my, my why is that interaction, that personal touch that we can provide and make better um, and make it fun, make them feel special. Um, and you can see it. You can see it in how they are and they, you know, um, that's what makes me feel good to to do this job. I think that's that's why I would I do it. Otherwise, I would I would never do it if it was just a business. If I was just transactional, or if I was on Monica's side, transactional side, I, I wouldn't like it. So that's why I think we make a good team. Mm. She doesn't do want to do what I do. She doesn't want to call, 
you know, when I used to, and I don't do it as much expired, but it was fine to me, just like you, Greg, like you do that. And I love watching your show and listening to your show, Real Estate Uncensored, and this this program is is fantastic. You got to find things that motivate you and see how other people do it and bring it to your own way of doing it. But going back to that, Monica would never walk, knock on doors and I wouldn't want her to. And, you know, she would tell you That's I'd be terrible cool. at it. Or like I brought people from work. They're like, Ryan, you're going out today. I want to go with you. It's like, all right, come, you know, come along. And they're afraid to go to the door. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not just, it's and they'll so hand funny. them like, hey, it's all this house on the street. And they hand, it, hand them the thing or whatever I have, the paperwork. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I got to go. It's like, dude, you know, what did you just do? You didn't, whatever. For me, I love that connection. Whether it's good or bad, I never get, get the hell off my porch. What are you doing here? It's like so minimal just because I guess who you are coming, you know, interacting with people like you always say you know it's not a three-headed monster you're going to it's a person who cares yeah. you're talking to them on the phone you know you're it's being easy. friends with them yeah, you know and let a, me yeah. say with mm -hmm. oh sorry greg with oh, the door knocking mm -hmm. door knocking it's funny because like ryan has taken other agents have said like how do you do that and we i mean he gets great results but i know there was one agent he went with and like 45 minutes later, they divided up the sides of the street. And so like they, Ryan started one, the other agent started the other. The other agent got all the way to <coughs> the end of the street and he looked back and Ryan's at the second house still. And, I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? and Ryan's like, well, you know, you get to talk to him. Like people invite him in. Oh yeah. Like, I, I don't have the patience really to do that. Cause I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's get going. But it's insane. I'll call like when he would go in the summertime when he does a lot more I'd call him at like 8.30 at night, and I'm like, where the hell are you? Get home. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I got to talking to them, and they're so nice, and they had these cute dogs and all this stuff. Like, he just cares. And yeah. like, like you said, babe, it's just you're talking to people, and it's stressful. Like, to you know, it's a transaction kind of to us. You know, we know what to do and all that. But, gosh, when you're a seller or, you know, thinking about making a move like it's really hard and you don't know you don't know who to trust and then this guy comes knocking on your door and he he's been told before because he you know he wears a sport coat and he's got like a his little book to take notes people think he's a cop or a detective <laughs> i can see <laughs> that, see that. he looks like yeah i can see that too he looks like it <laughs> totally well I, yeah i think nowadays too like you you guys have said too it's like it's so there's so much um there's so much just junk out there there's so much noise and distractions and internet and phones and all this stuff it's like oh oh you're a real person at my door telling me good information you're not salesy you're a good guy and mm -hmm. hey awesome i like you you, you know it's, and then it's, that, that's a distinguishing yeah. difference there is that i actually took a, a buddy who's he's become a good friend of mine he's actually my insurance <laughs> agent a guy named sean smith up in the sacramento area <clears throat> he found me doing door knocking videos. He's like, Hey man, can I go door knocking with you? And I'm like, oh, fuck it. Sure, man. I don't know you, but whatever. And this, this, I mean, I'm six, five, two thirty and change. He's like six, four, like just built. Like I am like, damn, we're like two, like Goliaths walking down the street. And the funny <laughs> thing is, is that I didn't really know Sean and, and he'd never been door knocking. So I was bringing value to him that way. But then he, he's a trained fighter. So he, 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 he squared up at the door. Like he's about to kick some ass. I'm like, Sean, what are you doing? He's like, just ready to, get, ready to meet them. And I'm like, we're not here to kill them. We're here to sell I'll them. I'll pay the fool. Okay? And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
And uh, but the, here's the thing that that's a funny story about about Sean. He's got like he's got the biggest freaking heart though, which is a great dude. Uh, but the thing is, is that I took, he's an insurance agent, and so what we were able to do to bring value, and this is a tip for you guys to do this: take an insurance broker out door knocking with you, because if they're not going to be buying or selling with you, you can Nick and uh, Nick. Uh, Sean actually got three clients, and the last time I checked, he still has them, and he saved one lady like $1,900, $2,000 a year, and she didn't have a job. So he saved that person a lot of money right there, and I bet you anything they remembered him. So sure. that's another way For to sure. bring some value, you know, in some uh, so let me, let me. I know we're gonna. I know we're going to get ready to wrap this up real yeah, quick. Yeah, you're so I want to do this real quick. So Susan Sistak, who's a member of the Agent of Excellence, right? She's on, She was on here. And she asked me why I don't have my my graduation cap, Monica, over your right shoulder, right? You see that, right? So here, I'm I'm gonna do this for the video viewers, right? We have pictures of this. Here it is. That is gonna be our thumbnail for the show. That's it should awesome. be. Here, look, do it like this. So if you're not watching, I just I mean, if you're not watch, yeah, if you're not watching, you're just listening. I put on my Disney hat. Go to the go to the YouTube channel so you can see what it's doing. It's your official um, Disney graduation mouse ears. First group, I'll take it. I thought it was great. But real quick, before we get running, um, I know that you wanted to – Greg will ask you where to find things. But I, you got, you have a lot of pretty cool tool, little tools out there for people. Are you willing to give any of that stuff away? Me? Um, you. Yeah, yes. like we're, we're happy to help. So a lot of our content is for members only. But, like, if, if anyone wants to, like, message me or message Agent of Excellence or you can, like, be on our newsletter, that's totally free. Um, mention real estate uncensored we can send you like we just put a toolkit out for little um and they're pretty cute little get well soon bags that you can have ready they don't go bad but they cost like 350 each they're super cheap with like mm. a soup and crackers and vitamins and stuff so we can send that out um the kid contract we can share that too just nice. um yeah get in touch with me and i'm happy to send that out to anyone who's watching uh, so while we're there only available oh. to members okay great sorry I was just say, how do they get a hold of you? Facebook Messenger? Do you want them to email you, uh, call you? Uh, and also for referrals, guys, both Monica and Ryan, guys, give out your information. People reach out to you for referrals in the springs and or just to sign up for Agents, uh, Agent of Excellence and for the next class uh, to be a part of this mm -hmm. and be a part of this movement that you guys have created, which I think is just fantastic. So, guys, uh, how do they yeah. get a hold of you? Yeah, Agent of Excellence on Facebook. Um, is the best way and lots of information on there. The next conference at Disney World is in February and it's a three and a half day, like full event at the Grand Floridian. Um, so there's lots of information on the Facebook page. You can also go to theagentofexcellence.com and you can just send your information to be on the interest list. We send out a newsletter monthly with some good tips from Disney and best practices, that sort of thing. Um, we're really a Disney fan group for realtors, so lots of Disney inspiration. Um, All right. Warm and fuzzy stuff, but yeah, either of those ways, and I'm happy to share stuff. Oh, that's fantastic, Ryan. For you, my friend. Uh, we're kind of we're kind of together on that, so I would just say yeah. The, <laughs> so reach the, out to Monica. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to Ryan. Talk to Monica. <laughs> gotcha. Gene, uh, how can people get a hold of you? You can reach out to me. You can go to Facebook and check out Gene Volpe Media for my business page, or you can hit me on genevolpe.com. If you watch this Fridays, you know I have a little widget that pops up that will get you right in touch with me. So hit me up there. And when you go to genevolpe.com. 
Thank you. So Even though much. I can't sing or shit, I still like it. That try sounds great Friday. to my ears, man. It was beautiful. Because <laughs> you're demented. That's true. <laughs> That's why we love you. Um, you guys, um, I appreciate you guys watching the show. Uh, if you guys did like this, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. If you guys are listening to iTunes or Stitcher, uh, give us a, a five-star review. Mention Ryan or Monica in your review notes uh, if, you, if you like the episode. Um, and I, I just appreciate you guys all listening and sharing this out to all of your people. Gene, I need a color. Let's go tassel. Tassel yellow. Tassel yellow is the bow color for the show. Guys, thank you for watching. I love you to pieces. Matt's not here. Gene loves you to pieces. And Ryan and Monica just made it mother effing rain up in here with some knowledge and tidbits. So thank you guys. Much love to you and to all of you guys out in Facebook land. Peace out, my ninjas. We're gone.